Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. Afternoon, we thank you for a time in your presence. We thank you, Lord, that the Bible says that the entrance of your word bringeth forth light. Father, this afternoon, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be a minister to your people. You said in your word, I'll give you pastors after my own heart, who shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Father, may I be that vehicle. Mm-hmm. Through me, let knowledge come to them. Through me, let understanding come to them. Mm-hmm. Father, yea, the Bible said the good shepherd, he leadeth me by besides still waters. Father, by me, through the preaching of your word, may I lead them to still waters. Mm-hmm. Let the restless soul come down. Thank you for using me as a shepherd. Thank you for the privilege and the honor. And may your people be blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So, we start talking about a very important thing that we need in our life, which is prayer. Hallelujah. Amen. And uh, we are continuing. <clears throat> and you know, like I said, just as ox- uh, oxygen is vital to the hum- human body, so is prayer to your spirit. Because the Bible says that a man is a spirit, he has a soul, and he lives in the body. What keeps your spirit alive? The real you is a spirit. And what keeps you going is prayer. Without prayer, and why is it? Why, why does we need prayer to keep you going? I look, I'll give you two. I said many things last week, but let's let's look at two. Today is a lot of things in church, so try and make the preaching short. Let's look at two things. I say, you know, when you re- re- look at the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter twelve, verse seven. We look at that scripture last week. Let's look at it again. Why you cannot live without prayer on earth? Revelation chapter 12, verse 7. Yeah, to 12. Yeah. And 7 to 12. And there yeah. was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought, fought in his angels, and prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, the old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceived the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. <clears throat> And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. Therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and in the and of the sea. For the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. Amen. Let's look at Revelation chapter 12, verse 12. Don't forget this verse. Why you should pray. Don't forget this verse. Why you should pray. He says, woe or problem. Woe means problem. He says, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. Okay? 
Woe, Revelation 12, 12. Woe to the, those who live on earth and sea. For the devil is come down unto you. The devil is come down unto you. Having great wrath. Because he knoweth that his time is by the short. In other words, the Bible says that the devil is on earth and in the sea. And therefore, anybody who lives on earth or in the sea, you must, you are in warmest trouble, problems. Expect, expect movements, expect activities, expect skirmishes by the devil. You know, it's like living in a house where there are rats, and you say there are no rats. No, it's your stuff. You are better off getting something to trap the rats and kill them. The devil is on earth. The devil is here. That's what the Bible says. The devil is here on earth. So woe to the inhabitants of earth because he was in heaven. He's no longer there. He has been cast down to earth. And the Bible, and, and, and the Bible makes, the word worm is trouble. He's a trouble causer. The, thief, the Bible says that the thief cometh not. The thief cometh not. But to steal, to kill, and to destroy. The thief cometh not. But to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. In other words, when the devil comes knocking on your door, he's not paying you a visit. He's not coming for a cup of tea. He's coming for three things. Either to steal, to kill, or to destroy. So it is a mistake. It is a mistake to live on earth without prayer. And the devil is on earth. The evidence is clear. You know, um, <clears throat> recently when uh, recently I was talking to a friend of mine, we we're just discussing the news, you know, and we're talking about coronavirus. And the first the first strain that came in Wuhan, you know, we just having a discussion about uh, the first strain that came in Wuhan and has spread to the whole world. And we all, I mean, we all know we've been told that the most effective cure or what to what will free us back to normal life? What will free us back to normal life is the development of a vaccine. That's, that's, that's what the scientists, scientists are telling us. It's probably true. It's probably true. It is true. Vaccines are, vaccines are, vaccines are preventative if they work. Because they work smallpox, polio, chickenpox, they were all controlled by vaccines. So vaccines work if, if, the, if the vaccine is effective. If the vaccine is effective, that's the if. And so Corona was around with all sorts of treatments. And then vaccines were developed. At least the first two vaccines were developed. And as which in theory means that the virus cannot be killed or can be controlled. Then right around the same time, right around the same time, we got news both in the UK and South Africa, a new variant of the coronavirus has come. Boy, and the, the what is it, the, the striking one of them? The new the new report that it is seven times more contagious, or seven percent more contagious than the old one. Yes, so immediately, this friend of mine who is also a spiritual person like said, "No, shall we see what has happened?" I said, "What?" He said, "Let's look at it carefully." The Bible says that when an unclean spirit is in a place and you kick it out or you get rid of it, it goes outside and then comes, and when it comes back and comes back and find the place clean, it goes and brings seven more, the number is seven, seven more wicked spirits. Oh, 
Jesus. Seven more wicked spirits to occupy the place. When it comes to the place, it's empty. So in other words, so, so what does it mean? He said, look, you drive out corona, one corona with a vaccine. Now it goes out and comes out with another variant, seven more times more deadly. Don't tell me it's not demonic. Very, very demonic. Why the number seven? That's what the Bible says. When you take an unclean spirit, it goes up, it roams, it comes back, it comes up with seven more evil spirits. You know what I'm saying? So what I'm trying to say is that, and, and it, it may be coincidence, you may call it, but what I'm trying to say is that the devil is real and the devil is on earth. And therefore you and I need to pray. Hallelujah. Amen. So there's a good reason why Jesus Christ told us. I mean, you think about it. How come that the new variant was not three times more deadly or four times, but seven times? Or 70% more effective, 70% more deadly, seven times. That's what the Bible says. The unclean spirit comes out seven times. Mm. <laughs> you know? So so we cannot. So prayer is not a luxury. Neither is prayer optional. You can decide not to eat for a while, you'll be fine. You can decide not to breathe for a while, you'll be fine. But you cannot decide not to breathe for a while, you cannot survive. So prayer is like mm. oxygen. So we, we, that's what we're talking about. It's vital. So, so that's why our Lord Jesus Christ told us men always ought to pray and not to faint. In other words, the opposite of not praying is fainting. If you don't pray, you faint. You can write it somewhere in your, in your, on your iPad or in your, on your phone. If you don't pray, you faint. Just, just as a screensaver, so that it can remind you <laughs> that if you don't pray, you faint. That's what the Lord says. You know? And and, and once again, there's another thing that I'll give you to, another thing that we need to take prayer seriously. You know, God is mysterious. There's a mystery about God. We don't really, there's a mystery about God. And there are so many things that are mysterious that we will never understand until we get to heaven. Because how does prayer work? You know, one of the, was it, one of the mysteries of God, you see, one of the mysteries of God. God is mysterious. God is mysterious. When you read, when you read Revelation, Revelation chapter ten, verse seven. In fact, let's look at that scripture. Revelation chapter ten, verse seven. Revelation chapter ten, verse seven. Yeah. But in the days of the voice of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished, as he hath declared his servants to the prophets. Yes. Amen. Amen. But in the days of the, so he's talking about the revelation is the end. Okay, Revelation is the end. Say, but in the days of the verse of the seventh angel, when he shall begin to sound, the mystery of God should be finished. It means that until we get to that stage of revelation where the trumpet shall sound, there is still a lot of mystery that we'll never get to. So the mystery will get finished at that time. Okay, the, so 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 it means that in in our present day life, and as we are living, there's a lot of mysteries. And the mystery will end in Revelation when the angel shall take the seal and open and blow. Say, and the, 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 he will blow the trumpet of the seventh angel. And then the mystery of God shall end. So for now, in our present day, until the Lord comes, there's a lot of things mysterious. Mysterious. Simply mysterious. And so we're talking about the mystery. He said the mystery shall end. See, and one of the see one of the mysterious things about God. Okay, one of the mysterious things about God or praise that 
is that Almighty God, okay, Almighty God, powerful God, omnipotent God, God who can do everything, is somehow, is somehow limited by our prayer. That's mysterious. You would think that God has all power. God, God can do everything. But it's somehow interesting to know that as much as God can do everything, and God is omnipotent, somehow God is also limited by our prayer. In other words, if we don't pray, he doesn't move. Yes. And I find it very interesting. It's like you don't, if you don't pray, he doesn't move. As powerful and as great as God is, it looks like our prayer restricts him. So God may know that you want something, but if you don't pray, you're not going to move. Okay. Let's look at this interesting story in Genesis chapter 20, I believe, verses 3 to 7. Yes, Genesis 20. Genesis chapter 20, verse 3 to 7. Yeah. But God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, thou art but a dead man, for the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. But Abimelech had not come near her. And he said, Lord, would thou slay also right a righteous nation? Said he not unto me, she is my sister. And she, even she herself said, he is my brother. And in the integrity of my heart and in his in an innocency of my hands have I done this. And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou didst this in the integrity of thy heart, for I also withheld thee from sinning against me, therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. Now therefore restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, know thou that thou shalt surely die, thou and all that are thine. Amen. Amen. Look at this interesting story, church. I'm talking about, it looks like God is somehow limited or restricted by our prayer. This is a very interesting account. Abraham's wife, Sarah. Abraham visits uh, a place and a king that was called Ahimelech. And Abraham told the king that, look, this girl is my sister. And the Bible says Sarah was a beautiful woman. Okay. So, in those days, the beautiful man either belongs to the, the prophet or the king. Hey! <laughs> yeah, God is good. God is good. <laughs> so, the king was interested. And the king invites Sarah to his bedroom. And God, the Bible says, but God restrained Ahimelech from touching her. That's how powerful God is. Powerful. So the guy couldn't do anything. Some artists did not work that night. How it didn't work, I don't know, but things didn't work. And then God comes to the king in a dream and said that you are a dead man. You are a dead man. You are a dead man because you are taking somebody's wife. So those of you who are thinking about other people's wife, the consequence of taking somebody's wife is a dead man. Yes. Unless the man is not a prophet. <laughs> he said you are a dead man. And the guy said, ah, why am I a dead man? So God was talking, God I was talking to him and like, why am I a dead man? He said, the guy you are sleeping, somebody's wife. He said, ah, how? He told me, 
It's his sister. Even the guy said it's his sister. To God. Why am I a dead man? I mean, you know, and God said, yes, I knew that you have done it in the innocency of your heart. And I knew that you didn't know. So because of that, I will spare you. So you think you, you think that before because that I will spare you, you and I will think that the conversation will end there. That's, that's the interesting part. I'm talking about God is limited by our prayer. God said that even though I want to spare you, even though I want to spare you, I can only spare you if he prays for you. Interesting. God, you are talking to the guy right now. Why can't you spare the guy? <laughs> you are talking to him like right now. Why can't you spare him? Why can't you let him go? But here we understand the mystery of prayer. That as much as God wants to do something, without prayer, he can't move. This is the mystery. That's it. That's it. This is the mystery. As much as God wants to spare Ahimelech, without prayer, he can't move. So God may have some plans for you. He may have a desire for you. He may have some intention. But without prayer, he cannot move. Without prayer, you restrict God. Yes, I know that the plan, I know the plans I have for you, plans of good and not of evil, to bring you unexpected. That's true. That's what God is saying. But without prayer, it cannot be effected. So it looks, it looks like Almighty God, All Knowing God, All Powerful God, He is restricted by our prayer. If we want to see God move in our life, then you have to pray. If you don't pray, He doesn't move. Mm, preaching. So. Having a wish or a need, that's not me you're going to have it unless you pray. And, and this story is very interesting. Very interesting. God, God was talking to the guy. It's not, that, it's not that God was talking to the second person. He was talking to the guy directly. So why don't you spare him? And God wanted, and listen to me, God wanted to spare him. That's why God visited him. God wanted to spare him. God said, even though I wanted, I want to spare you, I don't want to kill you. The principle. The mystery, the kingdom of God, I only move when people pray. So go tell him to pray, then I will move. If he doesn't pray, I will move. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, Hallelujah. Amen. So, so what, what, what I'm sharing with that is that you see, as much as we may have needs, as much as we have issues, as much as we have problems. Which God knows. It's not that God does. It's which God knows. Which God knows. And which God wants, and which God one knows, and to want to do something about it. He cannot do anything about it unless you and I pray. So before you start complaining, before you start whining, okay? Before you start complaining or whining, the first thing you must ask yourself, have you prayed about it? Prayed. Have I prayed? That's it. Have I prayed about it? If you haven't prayed about it, then you have no reason to complain. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. God wanted to spare the guy. But I said, I'm, I, I'm sorry. As much as I wanted to spare you, I need I need the I, I need them. I, I need the method of prayer, the mechanism of prayer. Prayer has to come, then I can spare you. Prayer doesn't come, I can move. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. So we, we talk about it. And then, but, and, and the, the, the issue here more of, more of 
how to get answers to your prayer. That's what we're talking about, how to pray. So we are preaching from this book, how to pray, how to pray. You must know how to pray. Why is it important? Because why is it so important? Because when the disciples came to Jesus Christ, they asked him one thing, master, teach us how to pray. Master, teach us how to pray. Because they understood the importance of prayer. And they also saw that every, you see, they also saw that every time Jesus prayed, he got results. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Which is simple. Mm. Because you see, I don't know how to cook. Okay? I don't know how to cook. But if I want to learn how to cook, there are some of you I will not come and ask you because you don't know how to cook like me. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. I will not waste my time coming to ask you because coming to ask you to teach me how to cook will be a disaster. <laughs> but there are some of you I will come to say, teach me how to cook. <laughs> it, will, it, will be, it will be a waste of my time to come and ask some of you to teach me how to cook. But some but some to it to be to be, to be to, uh, some of you I, I will have to pay to, because you are good in the same way. In the same way, the reason why the disciples asked Jesus Christ teach us how to pray because they said, Look, when it comes to prayer, he has answers, like he knows how to pray. Ah, and we are working with you, he cares if it happens, he prays it happens, so they know that he knows how to pray. That's why they came to see him how to pray. Teach us, yeah, teach us how to pray. Just like, just like there are some of you ladies here. I mean, your colleagues come and ask you, teach me how to make a makeup because you are good at makeups. Oui. <laughs> you can put a lot of things on your face and it still can look good. Jesus is Lord. And some of you, you know how to shop. So the first one, teach us. Because I know some, I know about one person, he knows how to shop too much. Every day he knows the sale, the price, what is, what is going on. He says, hey, ask like, what do you do all day? You still on the internet browsing things or what? <laughs> it is a gift. So people are good at things. And Jesus was good at prayer. So they say, teach us how to pray. How to pray. So it, it is important to know how to pray because without prayer, without prayer, without prayer, without prayer, you cannot live on earth. And without prayer, God will not move. So we start talking about how to pray or how to get answers to your prayer. Because one thing is guaranteed. You see, one thing is guaranteed. God, God answers prayer. Amen. God answers prayer. Amen. 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 In fact, repeat after me. God answers prayer. God, God answers, answers prayer. prayer. I want to say it again. God answers prayer. God, God answers prayer. prayer. But look, God is a, he's a prayer answering God. He's a prayer answering God. Hallelujah. Psalm 91 verse 15. Psalm 91, verse 15. Psalm 91, verse 15. He shall call upon me, and I will answer him. I will, I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. Amen. He said, he shall call upon me. I, let's look at the first He shall call upon me, and what? I will answer. He, will, he shall call me, and what? I will answer. I will answer him. He shall call. God, let's just say, have some night to have a God. He said, Prayer answering God. God is not like some of us. Every time they call you, you are not there. Hello, please mm. leave a message. You don't leave a message for God. Mm. Please leave a message. 
We are, we are sorry, we cannot come to the phone right now. Please leave a message. No, go. There's no call waiting. <laughs> Let's see. It's a prayer. He said, He shall call and I will answer him. So if we are not receiving answers to the prayer, then there is something wrong. Hmm. Then there's something wrong. That is why the how is important, how to pray. That's why the how is important. Because we know for a fact it is guaranteed that God answers prayer. Mm-hmm. Say, He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will deliver him trouble. I will deliver him. He sh- I will answer. I will. I will. Shall. When you read Luke, you say, shall. Shall open. Knock and shall be open. So as why I shall. There's a shall when it comes to prayer. God, God answers prayer. So if we are not getting answers to our prayers, then there's something wrong. And more likely, what is wrong is not with God, but with us. Hallelujah. Amen. So uh, we started looking at um, some of the steps which we can go through. Number one is that you must learn. T- number one about uh, how to get hundred, how to get hundred percent answered prayers. How to get hundred, how to get your prayers answered. How to get your prayers answered or hundred percent prayers. One of the first thing you must know how to do is you must know, know how to pray for yourself. We talked mm-hmm. about that. You know how to you, know, you must know how to pray. For, you must know how to pray yourself. It's very important. Don't trust all your prayer life into somebody's hands. It's true. It's a terrible mistake. Mm. It's a terrible mistake. As much as it is good for Abraham to pray for you, because in some cases, God told him to go and ask Abraham. It means that Abrahamic prayers also have a difference. Some pastoral and prophetic prayers have a difference. But as much as pastoral and prophetic prayers have a difference, there's also a basic need for you to not pray yourself. This morning, I was listening to a prophet, and he was saying that, look, I'm sure all of, all of us are wondering, when is our fasting? I'm sure, no, only, no, only me to have wondered, when is our fasting? Because we are used to the first, first uh, uh, couple of weeks for the year to fast and pray. So all of us are waiting for, when are they going to announce the general fasting? No. And we're all waiting for it. So this morning, I was surprised when he said that, look, he has, I mean, not, not for, for his, for first lap. He has not declared a fasting yet. Generally, he, he didn't say he will not declare it. He said, I have not declared yet. But he made a certain statement. He said, You see, but even though he has not declared yet, you, the individual, you must know how to fast and pray. <laughs> and I said, I'll share with my church members. So, even though we have not declared a formal fasting yet, you must, you must also take time yourself this first part of the year and fast and pray. Because if all our prayers are dependent on organized prayer, then Charlie, you are in trouble. <laughs> Yeah. So we must also learn to pray for yourself individually. Don't wait for organized prayer. Don't wait for organized prayer. Yes, a time comes you all pray together. It is good. But learn to pray for yourself. That's it. Learn to your own prayer. Yes. I mean, to be honest with you, unless you have not been to school before, but if you have been to school, usually the guys who do well in class, the guy who pass, the guys who pass exams, are the guys that when they go to the class and they are taught, when they come home, they also study on their own. If all that you're going to use to write the exam is the notes you got from the class, that's why you fail. Hey. <laughs> I mean, as soon as you left the lecture hall, as soon as you left the lecture and you wrote your notes, you came, when you came to your dorm, you closed the notes. And you... ended has ended. <laughs> it has ended. No, 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 no. If you want to pass the exam, after going for the lecture, when you come home, 
you come and study and review your notes so that you can understand it well. That's how you pass an exam. So if, all, in other words, if all you, you are going to use to write the exam is the what you got from the class, the lecture, you are likely to fail. Mm. Study to show yourself approved. Yes. So in the same way, corporate prayer is good. Praying, all organized prayer is good. But if all your prayer is corporate prayer and organized prayer, no, then you are in danger. You are in danger. Oh, Rev. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Then you are in danger. Yeah. So, like Prophet said, even though he has not declared a formal two or three week fast like we do every January, you yourself know it's January. You yourself know it's 2021. You yourself know that Corona is around. Do I have to tell you to fast and pray? <laughs> no, no, you don't need that. Hallelujah. Amen. So that's it. Learn to pray for yourself. Then we're talking about number two. I mean, learn to pray. I mean, you pray to the Father. Okay? Pray to the Father. Number three, we pray in the name of Jesus. Okay? We can't go back. So I'm just trying to rush it. Number four. Number four is conf you see, I'm talking about to have 100% asset prayers. When you come to God, please, I beg you, confess your sins. Yeah, that's one. That's one. That's Confess one. Confess your sins. You know, Bishop said in the book, and I agree with him very carefully. If you have this book, underline, underline that statement. You see, and the statement was that the statement was to approach God, okay, to approach God without consciousness of sin is a mistake. Hey, Forgive me, Lord. To approach God. Okay, to approach God without a consciousness of sin is a mistake because you are see you are approaching a very holy God. Mm. Kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. You are approaching a very righteous God, so don't come to God with business as usual when your hands are dirty. Jesus. Dirty hands, forgive me, Lord. One of the reasons why we don't get answers to our prayers is that we don't confess our sins. Mm. Mercy, mercy. Set aside every sin. One Gen, one John, one eight. First John, one eight. First John, one eight. First John, verse one, verse eight. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the Amen. truth is not in us. Amen. If we say we have no sin, if we say we have no sin, we mm -hmm. deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. Period. Hey. If we say, if we say that we have no sin, you see, the Bible says you deceive yourself. You deceive. You see, you live in lies and deception when you say you are not. You have no sin, and the truth is not in you. And I don't even know why somebody has to point at you that you are a sinner. You yourself, you know, you know it well last night. You know the things you read, the things you drank, who you spoke to, the thing is all over you. And then you are come to God as usual, business as usual. Oh, cool, man. No! Hey, hey God forgive me. Lord have mercy. You know. We you know. know. You oh. know, come on. Okay. That's why if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is done. You know the gossip. You know the gossip. You know the gossip. You know the jealousy. Last night you were talking about somebody. You were lying. Even what we're saying was not true, but you were saying it. Why? The thoughts that I've had. Hey! It, it wasn't even true, but you were saying it. 
And today you have come. Lift up your hands. Go on. It's, it's, it, look, Isaiah. Let's look at Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 59, verse 1 and 2. Isaiah 59, 1 and 2. Isaiah 59, verse 1 and 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, neither his ear heavy, that it cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, that he will not hear. Amen. Behold, God's hand is not short. It's not that God is against you lifting up your hands. Oh. It's not God is just against you confessing. Oh. But I want say your sin, behold, your, your iniquity, your sins have separated you. And God, and uh, and your sins have hid His sins. God has hid His sins from you. So that is why Bishop wrote in that book that look, it says to approach God without a consciousness of sin. It's a mistake. Don't come as usual. Don't come as if everything is okay. No, you can't approach Him that way. God. That, that is why confession of sin is so important. And I'll give you a reason. You see, no good parent, you see, no good parent will give food to his child when the child's hands are dirty. Will you give food to your child when the child's hands are dirty to put it in his mouth? You will ask the child to go and wash his hands first. Go and wash your hands first. Before you give the food to him to eat. So when your hands are dirty and you expect God to give you something to eat, wow! Consciousness of sin. Look, 1 John 1 9, if we say we sin not, okay? If we say we sin not, the truth is not in us. So one of the surest, let, 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 me, let, let me help all of us, this is all of us. Help me. One of the surest way to get our prayers answered is to keep on confessing our sins. That's it. Confess. That's all. Yeah. That's You're all. Right. You're preaching. One of the surest ways, one of the surest ways is to keep on confessing. You see, we must be conscious of our sin and keep on confessing it. Yeah. Conscious of it. Conscious. But if we say we say not, you must be conscious of it. You must be conscious and keep on confessing it. God is not saying that you will not sin. But what he's saying is, what he's trying to tell us is that we should be aware of it. And that he cannot answer our prayers. He cannot hear us when our hands are soiled. So we need the confession. We need to be cleansed. For if we say we sin not, we, uh, that we deceive ourselves. The children, okay? But, uh, but let's go to 1 John 1. Let's look at that verse again so we can understand very carefully. 1 John. 1 John 1. Verse 8. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Now let's look, look, but let's look at verse 9. Verse 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we mm. confess our sins, if we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive us. He is faithful, okay? He's faithful to, for, um, to forgive us. 
Okay? If you confess, he is faithful. He is faithful. Okay? To for and just to forgive us. And to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So confession of sin is vital to our prayers being answered. My God. That's it. Look, to be honest with you, uh, don't approach God with business as usual attitude. Mm. Now, confession of sin is necessary. That's it. I've heard so many great men of God. One man was there that he, con say he confesses about seven times a day. So when he said, hey, God forgive me. You said a great man of God seven times a day. You see, and 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 and, and, and if you do, if you are normal, you, you think that oh really? You think it's just some fornicator? No, 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 no. It's, it's not that type of sins. It's not only fornication. There are so many sins that we do every day. But because you are not spiritual, that's why that's why you don't confess. Yeah, you do. Oh, oh mercy, mercy on us. You said it. You just that's it. Because you are not spiritual. You see, you see, because you are not spiritual. That's why you do. That's why it didn't even occur to you. You see, there's something called consciousness. Consciousness of sin. Because you are not spiritual. That's why it did not even occur to you that the story you told that the lie that you told was a sin. It's a sin. You can't. oh oh, you are preaching, Rev. Because you are not conscious of sin. That's why it didn't. It didn't even occur to you that when you told the person that I'll come tomorrow, no even when you not come tomorrow, it's a sin. Forgive. Hey. forgive Lord, forgive me. One day tomorrow, one day tomorrow. Because you are not conscious of sin. You know, because you are not conscious of sin. That is why even that envy and the hatred that you have towards sin, it, it, it never occurred to you that that envy is sin and that hatred is sin. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. So see, if we confess, so we need to be conscious because no father no father would, or no parent will give a food to a child whose hands are dirty. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So I want us to be very mindful of this point number four. Confession of sins. The sins are plenty. The sins are plenty. But we need to, we need to confess. Amen. 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 Now, the quick, another one, another, another way to, uh, to answer prayer is, you know, is to abide. Let's look at John 15, 7. John chapter 15, verse 7. John chapter 15, verse 7. If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Amen. Simple. If you abide in me, if you abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Abide, abide. You know, once again, it's the same place, um, the same thing. Are you likely to give any gift or anything to a child who's not in the house? The child's not in the house, he's always out. Then, as soon as he comes, we want something. <laughs> I don't know of any parent who will do that. A child does not stay in the house, does not clean the house, does not do anything, he's always out. Then as soon as it comes on, can I get money to go and buy this? You ask me, you ask me what the heck, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. Abide. Abide. And here I will say something, you know. This is where, this is when you look at First uh, John, in fact, when you, when you, when you look at First John 1-7, look at First John 1-7. First John chapter one verse seven. Yeah. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ is 
the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. So, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, if we walk in the light, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. If we walk in the light, as he is in the light. So, 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 so to have fellowship in the light, you must first of all walk in the light. Because he is in the light. And since if you abide in me, if you abide in me, see, sometimes I've heard people say, that, oh, I don't need to come to church. I mean, I don't need to go to church. You know, you probably may be right, but it's a danger because you see, there's something called abiding. Are you, are you walking in the light? Are you in fellowship with the light? So, see, so this type of people who don't go to church and they think that, oh, I don't have to go to church, I can pray anywhere. Um, be careful. Hmm. Just be careful. Just be careful. Because you say if you abide in light, as in the they have fellowship with one another. What, I mean, if you are not in church, if you're on your own, what fellowship are you having with one another? Hey, who are you having fellowship? Jesus. Who are you having fellowship with? Lord. The fellowship is supposed to be held in the light, but you are not in the light. Mm. Jesus is Lord. You are not in the light. You see, if we are by, if, 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 we are, if we are walking, if, if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, then we have fellowship. Because the only the only place we are allowed to have fellowship is when we are in the light. We are not supposed to have fellowship in the darkness. So being in the darkness. Appreciate it, Rev. Hey. Written good. It's the fellowship. Where are you having fellowship? Is it in the light? Hmm. Huh? No. Is, is your fellowship in the light? Or you are having what they or, or you're having what they have in some other countries, Dumso. They call it Dumso. Are you having a hmm. Dumso fellowship? On and off. On and off fellowship. Jesus. Oh. Working the light. Hallelujah. Amen. Then the next, then, then obviously, obviously, it follows with the next, the, 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 the next reason is, and his word abide in you. One, you must abide in him, which is being the church, being the light. And, to, and his word, his word must abide in you. And that is obvious. That is obvious. You see, you must pray or you must ask God in line with his word. That's what I say, and, and, and my word abide in you, and my word abide in you, and my word abide in you, and my word abide in you. In other words, without the word of God abiding in you, you can ask amiss. Oh, Jesus. Mm -hmm. That is so true. Not every prayer, you see, not every prayer is prayer. Because you are praying outside the word. You can't come and say that, Lord God, you said, Father, you said, um, uh, you said in your word, two is better than one. For if one walk alone, who shall keep him warm? And Lord, you said in your word, when a man has found a wife, he's found a good thing. Father, in the name of Jesus, you also said in your word, whatsoever you desire, when you pray, you shall receive. Father, you see that man's wife there, I desire that man's wife. You have twisted the thing. You have twisted the thing. See, so, 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 some, pray, some prayers are outside the way. And be very careful. That's why his word must abide in you. I'll give you this example. Do you remember one time, James and John, their mother came, the, the, the sons of Zebedee, their mother came to see Jesus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And they said unto Jesus that, Lord, the man said, when you go into your kingdom, mm -hmm. I would like my two sons, one to sit on your right and one on your left. You remember? Yeah. And Jesus said, a woman, you don't know what you ask for. You don't know what you do. You don't, in other words, you, you, it's, it's like, Jesus was trying to tell, there is you, you don't even know the Bible. You are asking something outside the word of God. And don't you know why? What you've asked. You don't know what you asked for. What you ask that James will sit on my right and then John should be on my left. You don't know what you're asking for, woman. You don't, you don't know what you're asking for. You're, you're actually ignorant. And do you know why mm. Jesus said he was ignorant? Because the Bible says in heaven, Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. <laughs> do you understand what I'm saying? Ah! Where the Father is sitting, you see, if the Father is sitting here on his right hand is, the, is Jesus. So it's not on the, if when Jesus sits down, the one who's on the left hand is God. So you, James, you want to come and sit between God and Jesus Christ? Do you get it? Yes. You, James, you are asking that God should push aside. So that you sit there. <laughs> okay. That's what that's why Jesus said, woman, you don't know what to ask for. It's like, Charlie, you don't understand the Bible at all. You don't even understand the arrangement. How hmm. the sitting arrangement, the sitting arrangement in heaven is that the father is here and I'm on his left side. So if you if you want somebody to come and sit here, you see, you're going to separate between me and the father. That's what you're asking for. Hey, you that's do not miss. Not that miss. My God. Like, like I have a friend of mine who said, Charlie, he knows it's not scripture, but around day he prayed that God will reveal to me the power ball. Because every time he hears the power ball, say, ah, Lord. <laughs> My God. I said, no, you can't, you can't, you can't go to God. Show me the numbers of the mega, mega power ball. Just show me, just show me. No. That's why I said, My word must abide in you. Because you see, God orders our steps. Look, in some, in some, um, some one one nine in fact, it's Psalm 119, verse 133. Hallelujah. Psalm 119, verse 133. Psalm 119, verse 133, I believe. You see, order my steps. Order my steps in thy way. Order, this is the word. Order my steps in thy way. Order my steps. Look at the scripture very well. Order my steps in thy way. In other words, what, what directs whether you should one step, two step, three, is the way. Order my steps in thy way. The direction for steps is in the way, not outside the way. It's in the way. Order my steps. Look at it very carefully. Order my steps in thy way. So, so, so it is, so you walk in the boundaries of the way. If the way says left, then go left. Right, so if the word does not say left, you cannot ask God to order you to go there. Yes. Mm. Order my steps in thy way. Order my steps in thy way. That's why I said, my wife abide in you. Order my steps. Order my steps in thy word. Mm. You Hallelujah. Order my steps. So we need to know the word. Not every prayer is prayer. Some, some, so what we call prayer is nonsense. That, you see, that's why I showed you that scripture. So Jesus look at the, the mother of Zebedee say, woman, woman, you don't know what you ask for. It's like, do you really know what you're asking for? Mm. 
Do you really know what you're asking for? Don't you that because what you're asking for is that so now the father, God the father should shift his chair. <laughs> so that your son will sit in the middle of us. <laughs> you don't know what you ask for. So he said, order my steps in thy word. So we need to, that's why he said, my word must abide in you. So that our prayer must be in line with God's word. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. That's right. Amen. That's right. And if God, and, 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 and so you read the Bible, then you, you take the Bible and pray with it. But the Bible says, suffer not a witch to live. So if you think somebody is a witch, pray that you die. That's all. <laughs> and you are praying loud with the word. That's all. Hallelujah. Amen. And finally for today, answer prayers. How to guarantee 100%, 100% answer prayers. John 15, 16. John 15, 16. John chapter 15, verse 16. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Amen. It's clear. Once again, it's very clear here. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruits Bring forth fruit. Bring forth fruit. And that your fruit should remain. Then, then colon. Two words. When you, when you satisfy this condition, that whatsoever you shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. That's it. Okay? There is a condition. The condition is that go bear fruit. Do something in the kingdom. When you will satisfy that condition, then whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. In other words, God is simply saying that I, as much as I want to answer prayers, I don't answer to I don't answer prayers for people who do nothing. Oh God. Oh, You're preaching right yes. I don't. That whatsoever. Fruit bearing. Fruit bearing. Fruit bearing, doing something. So, so you see, and I want to end with this point. That look, let us all find something to do in the house of God. Be grateful when you have an opportunity to do something in the God. You be grateful. Thank God when you have something to do in God's house. Whether you are cleaning, you are sweeping, you are witnessing, you are praying. Once you are doing something in the house of God, it forms the basis for you to ask for something from Him. God. That's right. So, so as you have declared 21 day fast on yourself and you are praying for the heaven to come down, God, I need a breakthrough. 2021. If it doesn't break, I will break. Fine. What have you done for God? It doesn't break, I break. My God. 2021, Lord. If it doesn't break, I will break. <laughs> Fine. Lord God. Lord God. I need a change in my status. I cannot remain this way forever. Good. These are all your needs. It's good. But God is saying that God is asking you, have you borne any fruit? Hmm. 
I, I, what have you done? What have you done for God? What are you doing for the kingdom? What are you doing? Are you doing anything in the kingdom of God? Are you bearing any fruit? Any fruit? Whatever the fruit may be. Whatever the fruit of souls, the fruit of uh, church working, the, the fruit of giving, the fruit of witnessing, whatever the fruit, are you bearing any fruit? You know, one guy, eh, this guy, Hezekiah, in, in 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1, 2 Kings chapter 20, let's look at this, this Hezekiah guy. 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1 to 5. 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1 to 5. In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now have, how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass, afore Isaiah was gone out into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came to him, saying, Turn again, and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, Thus saith the Lord, the God of David thy father, I have heard thy prayer, I have seen thy tears, behold, I will heal thee. On the third day thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord. Verse six. Amen. Amen. This is a look. Look at this. I'm talking about uh, fruits. In, uh, God visits Hezekiah and tells Hezekiah that look, set your house in order. You are about to die. Your time has expired. Okay. Isaiah the prophet comes to say, look. God says, set, God said that you are. I mean, you are. Whatever sickness is upon you, whether it is cancer, whether it is diabetes, whether it is asthma, whether whether it is hypertension, whether it is uh, cancer. It's about to kill you now, so please make your will. Do your will. Hezekiah, do your will. What about disease is about? Whether it's accident or you're about to die, so make your will. Yeah. <laughs> Set your house in order. House in order. Okay? So Isaiah, Isaiah comes to Hezekiah in the palace, gives the, the prophecy to Hezekiah, uh, to Hezekiah, and it was going back. And the Bible says that Hezekiah turned and faced the war, verse 3. And said, Oh God, remember. See, look at verse 3. Hezekiah he said, No, 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 no. God, remember. I remember, God, remember. I've done something. Remember. I mean, is there anything you can tell God to remember? Hi. <laughs> is there anything? <laughs> Forgive. <laughs> is there anything you can tell God to remember? God, remember how I paid tight. God, remember how I stopped the church. God, remember how I won souls. Remember, is there anything you can tell God to remember? God. Hezekiah said, look, God, no, 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 no. Remember how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart and have done, see, I've done something. I've done which... I've done that which is good in that. I've done something. God, I've done something. God, I've done something. I've borne some fruit. So based on that, I cannot die. And you went so. And the Bible said, based on that, you see, based on that, I, I, God told Isaiah, I, 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 Isaiah, come back, come back, come back. The guy is not going to die. Because the guy has brought, has reminded God of some things that he has done. Oh, remember, God. I said, God, remember. You and I, can you see, tell God to remember? Is there anything you have done that you can say, God, remember? Hey, you're preaching, you're preaching. God. You see, and this, this particular point is very important because you see, when you have done something, when you have born fruit, 
You can confidently go to God and say, God, remember. See, and that confidence even gives you faith. That's it. It adds your faith. That's it. That confidence actually adds your faith. You know that one life, like God, this one, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I remember one sister who told me recently, I mean, something, I mean, I think her father was, something, her father was sick. And then she called me and said, look, Reverend, for the amount of tithe I've paid in the church and what I've said in the church, my father cannot die, so we need to pray. I said, I agree with you. Let's pray. <laughs> I said, I agree with you. I said, you have a basis. Her basis was that, look, I have worked in the church, I've paid tithe, and, 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 and my father cannot die until I get... Her main reason was that he wants her father to walk her to the aisle, so her father cannot die. Jesus! Jesus! I said, and I told you, you have a good point. I told you, you have a good point. Her point was that, look, until, unless my father walks me down the aisle and I get married, no, no. I said, you have a good point. At least you have a basis. Bear fruit and your fruit remain. You shall ask whatever. So Hezekiah was trying to tell God that, look, even though you have come to tell me, just God remember. So, so, so what I'm trying to, what, what we must learn that we, is there anything that we have done in the house of God that we can bring to God's remembrance and use it as a basis to demand answers prayers? My God. My God. Because he said, if you bear fruit and it remains, you shall ask whatsoever. So I, I want us also to be conscious as in, in this coming year. Because you see, when you have done something for God, it gives you confidence. When you have done something, it gives you a basis. It increases your faith. So in this coming, even in this pandemic, whatever we can do in the house of God, whatever we can do for God, let us, like Hezekiah, let us find something to do so that we can tell God, remember. God, remember how I drove in the snow. God, you remember? Uh, do you mind the winter? How I drove in the snow all day to go for that rehearsal? God, you remember? No, no. God, no, no. I can't lose my job. I can't lose my job. No, no, no. <laughs> remember the snow that I drove through? I almost had an accident. God, no, 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 no. I can't lose a job. My job. <laughs> no. God. God. Do you remember the number of children I taught in Sunday school? God, the children, number of children I taught is God. I mean, how much I, I'll stay the night prepare. God, the number of children I taught, I teach them, I, 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 I pray for them. God, do you mind? No, no, no. My child cannot be sick. God, remember. God. God, remember. God, remember. Do you remember how many times I decorated a church for people's wedding? I feel this. I'm hanging clothes. I'm this, the flowers, no, God, no, 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 no. God, do you remember how many decorations I did? No, no, no. I, I, I cannot remain single. Me too, I have to marry. God, do you remember? Amen. 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 Yes. God, you remember how I played the bass guitar at people's wedding? No, 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 God, no, no. The, the amount of bass guitar I played at people's wedding. No, no, God, no. Me too, somebody must play bass in my guitar. No, no, God, no, no. God. Amen. 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 Oh, God. Remember. That's what he told me. He said, God, remember. Remember. And, and you see, and, and it was one of, the, one of the quickest answered prayer. The Bible said before Isaiah left 
the, the place. Before he got out of the house, God said, Isaiah, go back. Because sometimes, you see, when you bring God to remembrance, you can get quick answers to your prayers. Amen. God, do you remember? God, do you remember? How many, God, do you remember? How I moved in the night, visiting one person, how I stayed there, how I took this person to visit, how I went to the hospital to visit the person. God, do you remember the, the amount of time that I spent to do this visitation? No, God, no, I can't fail this exam. No, no, no. God, no, 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 no. I can't fail this exam. <laughs> he said, remember. So I pray that in this 2021, we will have something that we can bring to the remembrance of God. And by that, will be a guarantee of an answered prayer. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this afternoon. We thank you that, Lord, you give us the privilege to pray. You said, call on me and I will answer. Call on me and I will answer. And Father, you showed us that if we bear fruit and our fruit remain, we shall ask whatsoever we shall and it shall be done unto us. Father, we also know that many a times we are sinners. Our hands are dirty. That is why every time we come to you, Father, we ask for forgiveness of sins. Even this afternoon, before we ended service. Yes, Father, forgive us of our mistakes. Yes, Amen. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our pride, our iniquity, our envy, our jealousy, our hatred. Father, forgive us. Yes. Forgive us of our laziness. Forgive us, Lord. forgive us of our content for your house. Father, even Amen. the things you ask us to do that we don't do, forgive us, Lord. We are sorry. We are sorry. Father, our hands are not clean, but we come and ask for the blood to wash us. Yes, Lord. That we may stand right before you and thank you for the opportunity that you have given to us to bear one form of fruit or the other in your house. Yes, Lord. So that you ask our prayers. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. 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 You are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal savior. I want you to pray this short prayer with me before we end the service. Say after me, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. This afternoon. This afternoon. I come to you as a sinner. I come to you as a sinner. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. Have mercy. On me. On me. Wash me by the blood of Jesus. Wash me by the blood of Jesus. I want to be a child of God. I want to be a child of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me. For saving me. Amen. Amen. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's QFC announcements at gmail.com.